This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Ready? And good morning, San Diego. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken is sleeping this morning. Good so for him. It's because it's cold out. It's think, nice and snuggly. I think so. That's why I should be sleeping. But I'm old, so I don't so sleep so much anymore. <laughs> so it's no big deal. Yeah, you're up at four, he said. Yeah, not because the alarm went off. Well, you said it, right? It's 3.55. Oh, oh, yeah. So you, you wake up before your alarm goes off. Well, no, this morning I had to feed my neighbor's cats on my way out because they're wow. out of town. That's so I needed a, you an extra are a good five. neighbor. I, just like State Farm. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Ross is there. Um, good morning, San Diego, and welcome to another something of Garden Talk. We have to talk about weather first and the cold morning, clear, crisp, clear all the way around. Any fog on anybody's driving? No, didn't, didn't see crystal, any. It was crystal, crystal clear. clear. Yeah. No moisture on the windows. It was nice. It was gorgeous yeah. out. But it was cold. I had to put on a jacket to go down and let the chickens out. And I feed, told you the cars feed the, the neighbors' cats and the cats, right? Or, well, no, I did that on the way out. Oh, okay. I walked down to let the chickens out. Car temperature said thirty six for most of my drive until I got close to the to the, to the and, studio. And you're a little more coastal. Well, no, not I'm, coastal. You're a little west of me, right? But, because I think I went to water a living Christmas tree. I, it's kind of like a. It felt. It feels like a drug deal. I, I took home a living Christmas tree for somebody, and, and I'm gonna... leaving it in my driveway, and I got the money, and they're going to come by and pick it up later. But I went to water it this morning before I left, and I turned on the hose, and a little water trickled out, and then all of a sudden, nothing. And I think the hose froze. You or, you didn't pay, or you didn't pay your water bill. No. I Well, it was on for my shower this morning. Ah. You can't tell how fresh and clean I am this morning? Um, no. But the hose was solid, and then there was a little bit of water dripping out of one of the connections, but nothing was coming out the end. I think it froze. It was cold out. Wow. That's How good. often does that happen? Well, I guess we don't. You're it not doesn't often. happen often. I was going to say it doesn't Just a few often. times a year, and I'm kind of surprised, but it was. They're talking about patchy frost all week long, which is great for one of the topics we were thinking about. Which is? Let's get into it. What does cold do? What does it bring to us at this time of the year what does cold help encourage in our foliage color fall foliage color there you go oh that was our wednesday wisdom this week actually was it it was yeah it was, just, i saw that mm-hmm. yeah. what did it say just uh, identified just what a, you said <laughs> well no oh, it, 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 it did okay. not say anything no, it, it, there was no mention of cold in that t- in the, anywhere in really? there really but it was some plants that would you know most Col- of us that up, grew yes. up back east or somewhere else that are used to fall foliage we don't you know it's a little underwhelming here with with uh, autumn as it approaches yeah we get, we do have some trees right we get many so, many people want something right. that colors so uh, up the, the, the post listed a few trees that uh, are are good to uh, 
give you that fall foliage that you might be looking that for in your well yard. Here, yeah. right. I'm mm-hmm. kind of stuck on the fact that you didn't mention cold in your fall foliage. Wednesday wisdom. We, we use the word I, autumn. Circle? We use the word fall. Can I kinda... circle back to that or should no, I just let it just, go? I think you should let it go and move forward. Letting it yeah, go. It's yeah. gone. So what did you come up with? Well, I, you know, I asked, I, I walked in the office and I asked you and Walter and Dave, uh, no, you're and David, David, right? And I can, and we came up with a couple different plans, but, before, you know, it's it's on the website. So let's just talk. What what are some of the fall foliage plants that you, you know, like? You know, it's funny. I'm oh, present for right. almost every creation of Wednesday Wisdom. And you never read them. And I never read them. Yeah, you are present because I sit right, right near there. you. Yeah. And I even tell you what it is. I know and we talk it about it. So I'm aware, yeah. but I don't read it online. Right. Well, that's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. that's it's most perfect. of my work throughout my life. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that I'm aware on occasion is kind it, of useful. But it, anyway, what did you come up with? Well, there are, there are a number of plants. I, the, the the first one that always comes to mind to me would be the liquid ambers because you know they look like maple trees, and people love the, the color we, of maple trees. We used to sell. I mean, liquid amber. Yeah, hundreds. I mean, every year. And and by name varieties. Yeah. Festival. Palo Alto yeah. Festival, Burgundy, and then, oh, Aptos. Wasn't Aptos? No. 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 Aptos Blue is a different tree. Yeah, that's a... Um, yeah, never mind. What's it called? Uh, Rotunda Loba. Yeah, Rotunda Loba. That's the round-leafed one. Or the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the one with Liquid no... Amber. Yeah, no... Uh, seed pods. Yeah, seed pods. And there are different the different varieties will give you some different color. As you said, the burgundy gives you that the purple or the the bronze kind of as opposed to the reds that you get with some of the others. Well, why don't we I mean nobody really grows them anymore or very few people grow them anymore. I can give you the whole list of why not to. Well, of course, but you will. But why, it's also susce- it's also susceptible to the uh oleander scorch, right? Yeah. So Zylella, that's problematic. Yes. Right. But I noticed the one in the parking lot at the nursery which was suffering from xylella, which it may have been, or it could have been suffering from drought because now it looks great. I think we've increased the water a little bit, and it came out. It's coloring up nicely. Um, so I'm not so sure. Yeah. But that that used to be the the staple for the color. Go-to, yes. But it, it well, does have a, a surface rooting It has a, yeah, aggressive roots, yeah. correct. Yeah, so without deep waterings in the right spot, it, it can be problematic. Yeah, it's never, the other thing that people don't like, though, is, yeah. is a lot of litter. I mean, the... Um, the, the balls, the seed pods that fall. A lot of people don't like those. You don't uh, want to step on those. Not barefoot, certainly well, not. And I, I spend a lot of time in the yard barefoot, and I don't like stepping on them. But but, but that said, I do like the, they give copious amounts of leaves that fall. So if you want, you know, leaves you in your yard, like you, uh, you used to do, like you used to, or yeah. use them in compost or put them in the garden. And there's a, there's some utility in that. It's, they're nice. They look good on the on the on the lawn or in a flower in right. a shrub area. It just looks nice. That's what I have always liked about fall. I get to rake up leaves. Yeah, it's such a pleasure. Well, some people don't rake them up like myself. I let them just be part of the the garden. Because you are a well, I'm a very lazy gardener. That's okay. patented, copyrighted, and trademarked. Okay, yeah. I think we probably should because I <laughs> doubt it. It is, but anyway, um, I because of the balls, the seed pods, and my feet. I bought a couple of trees. Monrovia had some that were supposed to be color oh, more than Rotunda Loba, but be seedless. seedless yeah. And they, they ended up having seed? They turned out to have seeds, but the trees are gorgeous. They were the first two trees I planted on the property when I moved in for somebody wanted fall color. Well, somebody's gone, but I still have the pretty trees. <laughs> you still have fall color, so it's a win. Yeah, well, but they stay almost evergreen. So really? they don't, they haven't huh. colored up yet. And uh, one of them—that's interesting. One of them is up at the 
all the way at the back of the property. And it for those that towers. are that can't see, he did put his hand and point I up to show up, up the, the hill to the right. top. But it's probably twenty to thirty feet tall now, and you can see it from the street if you're looking. But it they're green. It's huh. very sad. That's weird. It's not coloring up. No, it, they the leaves will hold till sometimes after the first of the year, and then they'll start to color and drop. Yeah. Uh, this last year, they stayed on the tree the entire year round. Can you see it if you're not looking? No, and it okay. doesn't make a sound if it fell. Right, okay. Well, you said you could see it if you're looking, so I was just curious. Oh, <laughs> well, it... What other things color? What other color? Tr- <laughs> Another good one that I like are the crepe myrtles. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to take a drink after that but, one, uh, <laughs> Crepe myrtles, there are, there are a number of varieties, and, and they have some different fall foliage uh, characteristics depending on the variety. Some are more red, some are more uh, orange, uh, some more yellows. And I have found that I can get fall color on a crepe myrtle in the middle of summer. <laughs> if you, yeah, <laughs> All you have to do is drought stress the darn things, and they think it's time to go dormant. That is true. And so they color up nicely in the middle of summer. Then when you water them? They, un- well, no, some of those leaves stay that way. <laughs> they don't rebound, do they? Yeah. It does drop its leaves in a timely manner, though, so I can say that for it. It was a purple one. It came with the house, and I didn't like where it was, so I dug it up, put it on a dolly, dragged it across the yard, and planted it on the bank, where it survives to this day. Can They're beautiful trees. Beautiful trees. I, mean, I mean, you wouldn't want to grow it by the water. As long as they get water. Yeah. Well, true. Well, that. They're actually pretty drought tall. I mean, we consider, yes. consider them a water-wise. Oh, yes. But I not, yeah. totally agree. Right. I push the limits. Okay. Well, I, I I think they're gorgeous. And, yeah. Um, I mean, some long-lasting summer yes. flowers as well, which well, you don't get on a lot of other trees. What you were saying about by the water, they, they can mildew if they're too coastal. Yeah. Is that, what you right. were, is yes. that where you were headed? Yeah, they like the heat, I think. But there are, are there uh, most of the named varieties, like the Indian named varieties, tend to be less susceptible to the powdery mildew? That's what they less, say. Right. Yes. But... Uh, we see mildew on some of them at the nursery in right. Poway, and I wouldn't call us coastal. So, I mean, no. it depends on the on the weather. I, I yeah, have, I I have a, every year it might be a little different. I have a pink one. I started from seed uh, from my house in Tennessee when I came back to California, and that is that one is incredibly susceptible to powdery mildew. Did you declare the seed when you came across state lines? I don't remember. Nobody yeah, asked probably. Them. Nobody asked. No one them. asked about the seed, actually. Okay. They asked if I had plants. I remember. And I didn't yeah, have any plants. just plants in a state of suspended animation. Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll delve into that later. <laughs> we'll do, as a they, future for as future they knock topics. On the door, yeah. Well, not but, quite. What, what's, 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 what's another one? What um, ginkgo? Ginkgo biloba. Yeah. yeah and in fact, Walter mentioned that one as well when I was chatting. Oh, cool. I like them. I'm kind of surprised we haven't gone to the the fruit tree. Oh, we, of we're color. going to. It's one of the items. There's a big one that we like. We both agreed on. Yeah, but but, but ginkgo's another nice one. It is bright yellowy. But gold. you're a fruit tree kind of guy. I am, but I do like fall foliage, so, and that's probably because I grew up working that apple orchard back east. That's why I thought it would be appropriate to discuss the fruit tree that also gives you the fall color before you go to ginkgo biloba. Okay, let's back up. Shall we? Yep, I'd never mentioned ginkgo biloba. Reverse. Please strike go that backwards. from the record, and uh, let's go with the how jury about, will disregard. How about persimmons? I think they're a great fall foliage. I agree. And they're one of the best fall fruits. If the coyotes don't get it. Right. I was visiting my friend Ken day before yesterday, and he has a beautiful persimmon tree that is loaded with fruit, and he was away on vacation. So you robbed him. <laughs> well, no, I took a couple. But well, he, because they were going to fall no, and be wasted. He, right. No, he right. told, well, actually, I took one. Um, but that was my fee for watering. I was. I had a duty. 
but he had told a friend of his that she could come by and pick them. And when he got home, there were very few there. So he asked her how she liked them, and she said, I never took any. And I said, well, it's probably the coyotes because they were sprinkled down the driveway and there was a half-eaten one under the tree. And he goes, oh, no, coyotes don't do that. Yeah. Well, we, sure we, lost, we lost our small crop. It's a young tree and uh, some broken branches. So I assumed it was coyotes. I set the trail camera up that night and the next morning the coyotes had come right, right back to that spot looking all over the tree for more. And we have video evidence. Oh, yeah. 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 If only Ken were up this early and he would know, but he's not, so... <laughs> Not Ken Anderson. If you would like to participate in this morning's show, give us a call at 888-344-1170. The phones always back up late when we're ready to go. So if you want to be on, give us a call at 888-344-1170. You're listening to KCBQ and Praise. We'll be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. The garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me, I didn't look the same. But it's all right now, I learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. Okay, I want to come back from the break, but I want to listen to Ricky Nelson, too. It's a, it's a it's, dilemma. It is a dilemma. Yeah. It is a puzzlement. You are listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ and Praise. Um, I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken is sleeping in this morning. If you want to give us a call, if you have questions or comments or something relevant, pertinent, or maybe not so, give us a call at 888-344-1170. Before we went into the break, we were talking about fall color, and we were having a little bit of an issue because George went to ginkgo before persimmon, and I. Th- well, they are alphabetically. It was, flagrant, it was the, it was, no alphabetically. It was the correct way to go. So. Flagrant foul. <laughs> was that P H or F foul? How do you spell that? P H. Okay. So we did we did talk about persimmons as one of the fruit trees. It's gorgeous, as we said. But now but back speaking to- of flagrant fouls, we we committed a flagrant foul. I did. We did. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. You know, it's a yeah. It was weird a different year. one, wasn't it's it? A different it was one. Right, right. Yes. I normally spend the week leading up to Thanksgiving complaining to my friends and coworkers about visiting my family, and this year I couldn't, and that was weird too. I <laughs> yeah. missed them, which I guess makes it all worthwhile, right? That, that that you acknowledge that you miss them. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what it's all about. It is. All right, go back to your ginkgo. 
So ginkgo biloba is also a, a great street tree. When I lived in Japan, there were tree-lined uh, street, streets filled with, with Gink- big trees. That sounds better. It flows off the tongue. It, it, lot, than, yeah, that was difficult, wasn't ginkgo it? ginkgo biloba-lined streets. Yeah, so they're also a very long-lived tree, and they don't have a lot of insect problems. They're, and they're pretty. We have some small ones over by the trains in Poway at the, at the train tracks. And uh, nice yellowy gold flower, or rather leaves when it turns. They don't have flowers like that. I don't know where that came from, but nice yellow leaves. Uh, you in misspoke. The fall. I misspoke. Strike that one from the record. All right. Do you have anything else on your list? One more. Okay. Uh, but this is not my list. This is just in my, my head, which is useless. Do you have any useless. Um, other how about, ones? How about in your ornamental head? pears? I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Some nice reds. Nice reds, yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Those are some of the trees. There are many more, but those are just some that we listed that are relatively easy to grow here with not a lot of extra effort. Can I throw out an ornamental pear comment? Absolutely. I got a phone call or a text. No, it was a text, I think, from my daughter when she was going to school in Arizona. And it had a picture of a white flowering tree. Dad, what is this tree? That It stinks. <laughs> and when the campus was in full, full bloom, they didn't smell. It was they were Bradford pears, but they were ornamental pears, and they didn't smell good when they were blooming. But they sure are beautiful when they bloom. They are, they are. But we're talking about fall foliage, so I'm not even going to mention that. Don't strike that from the record. Done, gone. <laughs> um, if you want to give us a call, the phone number is eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. While we were in the break, we were talking about a different kind of tree. If I may move from fall foliage for a moment or from thanksgiving to another holiday coming. thanksgiving that's weird yeah. i went by and said hi to my folks handed them some food spoke to them for a few minutes and then they went into the house and you went the other way it, you know it was getting cold in the afternoon <laughs> anyway um what trees were you going to talk about uh, christmas trees are in they sure are yeah they come and, and go and, very yeah exactly i i and out Unfortunately, I can't look in the system when the during the day to see how many trees you guys sold down at the San Diego store yesterday. But I hear it was a lot more yeah. more than you. There's more gone than there's still there from Correct. that first batch. Yeah. And so this we, morning we have another batch coming supposedly tomorrow Monday uh, Monday morning. Right, yeah. we're supposed to get the first batch this time. It's supposed to be some Doug Furs in that. Batch yes. coming, right? You know why the Doug first come later in the second batch rather than the I, first batch? I do. Why? Because do tell, they, they, they are they, they dry out more quickly. Yeah. They lose their needles. Because they have so many more needles. Right. And they get messier. Yes. Much more quickly. So we leave them up in the Pacific Northwest where it's good as long for them. As they, a little bit can, longer, yes. right? Yes. So, you know, we were talking before we came in about, you know, it seems like we're selling a lot more trees quickly. Uh, and you know, is that you think that's due to COVID and people? More people are staying home that would normally go to you know, Aunt Bertha's house or something where they would have the tree. And, I believe so. I believe and, that's part of it at yeah. least. Yeah. Nobody's traveling. Yeah. So more people are sitting. Up I'm trees. still stuck on you saying Aunt Bertha and me hearing <laughs> Bertha's house, but that's where I got lost. In that <laughs> that's why there was nothing. You're just staring yeah, I, into I, the. I, yeah. What is he saying, Bertha for? Yeah, no, no, uh, no, Aunt Bertha's house. Yeah. I I don't know. Everything's different. Right. Everything's totally different. And the stores were much busier yesterday. Both of them, the sales were more than double what they were a year ago. This same weekend, it was busy. Yeah. Same the Friday, flow. not weekend. So we shall see. But if you are in the market for a tree, I think I would try and get into it earlier rather than later. And if you're not ready to bring a tree into the house, 
it wouldn't be a bad idea to get it yes. and take it home and leave it in the shade outside, uh, keep it moist. You can do just as good of a job of keeping it cool and moist as we can. Correct. And save and you'll it have until it. you're ready to t- take it in. Right. Yeah, because they're, they're going. I mean, yeah, they're going extremely fast. With with the living trees, that's the the thing I'm participating in at this moment in time. The longer they spend outside before they go in, the Correct. shorter period of time they spend inside, the better uh, of a growing and living tree they will be after Christmas. If they spend too much time inside, they're not going to be happy come the end of the year when you're ready to take it outside, and they are. Big beautiful trees in relatively small pots. Very heavy, I learned. Today. Yeah, they're very heavy. <laughs> oh my gosh, they are large. Yeah, yeah they're they, good they're looking beautiful. trees. Yeah, they were beautiful. They are beautiful. Yeah, and but in were, the containers, they're most of them between 100, seven, 100, seven to eight feet. Yeah, and they're, they got yeah. away of 100, 150 pounds. Fortunately, I had two strapping young gentlemen help me load, load them into the car. Letting it fall out of the car is a lot easier than trying to put it into the car. And and I met a, another. Semi, well, he was a Hamuli, Hamuli, and I am kind of just a almost Hamulian in the parking lot of Brody's yesterday. That's where I'm dropping off the stuff. And he came, this is your other drug deal. Yeah, he came pulling up <laughs> as the sun was setting, and there were people sitting at the outdoor tables at Brody's. I is outdoor, well, anyway, there were tables in the parking lot, but the parking lot was relatively empty, and I was standing at the back of my car. And this pickup truck drives up and pulls up slowly next to my car. and they get out, and we unload the stuff into there. Was there a code word so you knew he was the right person? Yeah, I'm the idiot with the tree in the back of my car. I was going to say, that's, yeah. <laughs> that, that, was the, that was the special code. Um, but they were heavy yeah. and gorgeous, gorgeous trees. Yeah. What, what, so, you know, we're talking about Christmas trees. What varieties do we have? Well, in cut trees, we talked about Douglas firs, but what's our, what's our signature tree, Mark? Noble firs. Why? Well, if, well, they're, first of all, they're beautiful, and they have lots. Of, they're very strong branched, and they're. Was there a particular reason? You're... Well, I was waiting for you to use the word noble again in the oh. sense, but it's okay. You call yeah. them noble first, but they're yeah. they last. They last. Yeah, they have more sap needles, in them. They have fewer right. needles. They're more layered. A lot of people like them because they get to Space. put their ornaments yeah. in that, that hang in them. Right. They're strong. They're more I mean, visible. They're strong branched. Right. They don't get they hidden. They are invincible. Is that Helen Reddy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they are strong, the and you know. Helen Reddy. Uh, the Fraser firs too, yeah, they they hold up and Nor- just as Nordmans long. Nordmans are, are, you know, I was never they're familiar nice. with Nordmans, but you are now. Yeah, they're beautiful trees. Yeah. Beautiful, I think so too. And with the living trees, we have the the big ones we've been talking about are all Monterey pines, right? And there is an enormous Monterey pine in my front yard. I think we mentioned it last. You weren't here, Mark, but it's got a at least a two foot diameter trunk, and. The house was built in the late 70s, so it's getting along in years, but it's doing quite well. But my folks' Monterey pine that was planted in 58 or 59 is no longer. So I think it is my intent to take them a Monterey pine because my dad wants to know what we're going to do to protect all of his azaleas from the sun now that the tree is gone. Yeah, that's something to think about. The last time that happened, you know what he did? He, he went put and bought a umbrellas. bunch of beach umbrellas, right. yeah. and they were all over the yard. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't just laugh out loud, did I? Uh, no. kind of funny. Anyway. Um, well, he did what he had to do. So we, we also had, what, Italian stone pines living? We do. Yeah. And, and they're little. I was going to say, do we have any Aleppos left? Or I, There's some small. There might be some small right. Aleppos, but we have some nice blue spruce. 
And we have some gorgeous Alberta spruce. Alberta spruce. Yeah. They're going to plant out at seven or eight feet. They're a little more temperamental in our climate. They're going to want some afternoon shade, but they will grow here. We've used them in the garden railways across the right. county for mm-hmm. decades. Um, but there's all sorts of living choices if you want to do that. Yeah. Like and you said, most of them don't want to be in the house for very long, though. Right. But so, if you do, yeah, make sure... Well, we put a fresh cut on them, and we stand them all in water bowls, so that's they're in water from the get-go, and don't let them dry out if you're doing a cut tree. Cut trees, correct. Um, and if they do stop taking up water, which eventually they will, uh, what I like to do, because I'm smart, I get something sharp, and I climb, climb under the tree, and I kind of freshen up the cut around the base, but you have to be careful. Yeah, don't, po- <laughs> don't poke a hole in the water bowl. Don't poke a hole in the water bowl. Or yourself. Don't, or, yeah, don't poke point. a hole in you. Yeah. Don't knock the tree over. Um, yeah. all sorts of things. Just be safe. You be take safe your power drill and put holes around the bottom of the tree? What are you doing? I guess you could, but a power drill is going to just make a circle. And what I want to do is uh-huh. shave the whole outer layer, uh-huh. the Yo, cambium layer. If you guys run into problems, call David. He can come help you. <laughs> no. no. You can no, meet no, him no. in a parking lot in Brody's. <laughs> <laughs> you bring the tree, I'll bring the knife. It's crazy. Oh, cray, cray. But um, yeah, but trees do dry out. So people, you need to keep watering them, and that's what they're going to do. I mean, it doesn't matter. Keep keep water in there, and and when they stop, yeah, they're not going to take up more water unless you reopen the, the wound. Correct, the wound. Right. And if you put a fresh cut on the, the word is it's sixty minutes. You have sixty minutes to get that fresh cut into water, or it will reseal before you get a chance to put it in water. And if you wait longer, then it's dry and it won't take up water again. So anyway, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Um, I did send a a blue spruce, went to Julian yesterday, and they do very well here. I used to have a customer who had a house over, it overlooked the 125 before it was the 125, when it was just a smaller street, and she had had a blue spruce in an oak barrel on the east side of her house for 10 years, and it was gorgeous. And they're slow growing, so you don't have the you don't have to worry the effort about, right, right. to try and keep a Monterey pine is going to take a lot of work to use it as a Christmas tree again next year. Right, um, it'll do great because they grow so fast, and that's why they're so frequently used as uh, uh, living trees because somebody can get them up to size in a in a reasonable manner. Um, but you have to keep trimming them to to keep them that way if you want to do it, but some of the other ones are slower growing like this blue spruces and they will stay shapely if you keep them watered for a much longer time correct that's it well no i was going to ask about the blue spruce you had said that she had it in a a container on the east side so it was getting afternoon shade Shade. and so it did well like that is that typical here for those well if i would say it's a good idea for any of the living trees if you want to do them again the following year because it's so hard to keep up with the the watering of them even the monterey pines if you're going to try and keep it containerized and keep it alive for another year in the in a container i agree with that i meant if you were going to plant it in the ground as a oh i i would still do that i don't think it needed it here the the alberta spruces definitely need that afternoon shade the ones at the at Mr. Fox's backyard in La Jolla and at the nursery in Poway, the whole west side is burned off of them. 
they're they're brown they look like a fire went through and that's the story that we go through with our yeah it was a fire it was the fire in 1970 whatever <laughs> it was that, that did all that they do better with that afternoon shade all right we're done with that i'm done with that yep you so done with you're that done. you're just gonna drop it you're if finished? you want to give us a call now's the time because at the end of the show we're not going to be able to take your calls give us a call at 888-344-1170 we're going to have to take a break for some news and we'll be back right after this Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. The garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me, I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. I learned my lesson. No, because we want people to continue listening. Yes, okay. we don't need to. You're listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ and K Praise. If you want to give us a call, I'll repeat that number, 888-344-1170. When we went into the break, we were finishing up with living and cut Christmas trees. And I think it's time. I've got to get back to edibles. Yeah. Okay. Go. Well, I've been working with my onions. The onions are almost, uh, the short day onions are almost gone. And garlic is almost gone. And potatoes are almost gone. What else do we have? What do you have going in? <clears throat> broccoli, uh, some of the leaf crops such as spinach and uh, spinach, kale, and uh, Swiss chard, Swiss chard, lettuce. Okay. Yep. And, and when I say gone on those things, we will be getting more onions, more potatoes, and more garlic just after the first of the year. But the fall, the fall availability has has passed through. And well, we, the, here's the more important thing: when you brought yours home, are they in the ground? That's the more important question. Well, because I, ours, ours are in the ground. We got ours in. I so. got garlic, and mine's in yeah. a, my pot. Garlic, onions, and potatoes are all planted. With a new semi-raised bed for the potatoes. Well, you know, there's an old song from my childhood. From your Pueblo? From, from my Pueblo. It was meatloaf. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> so, so you purchased them and brought the them home. No, ever. Yes, it is. Um, uh, <laughs> He's singing the song in his I'm head, so he can't talk just, right I'm now. I'm laughing. Um, what I was no the two out of three is two of the three products are planted okay. and in the ground. Got it. The onions are in the ground. The garlic is in the ground. The potatoes I'm still talking about. So the potatoes, what you're doing is you may, perhaps you cut them and you're waiting for them to callus over, and that's why they haven't been planted that yet. That would be the proper reason. Okay. However, it's, that is not, not the reason. Okay. They're still those, in their those little brown Those potatoes bags. were huge. Yes, they were they massive. Were. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but, yeah. I was uh, kind of surprised by how the size that we got them, but. Well, I think we only had we might only had ten total potatoes left when I was in. Well, you know. Kathleen called me yesterday to say that was an excellent program. She's very excited. Thank you. We're out of potatoes. Yeah, we, we have a few left in. Yeah, Poway, we, but we not, did not, not have much. Any. I don't know, I guess and we mine don't are have sitting any now, in, sitting in bags. And the 
ones that I harvested and left outside for planting later have spider mites on them, mm. but the eyes are starting to protrude. So I'm guessing if I just plant them in the ground, the spider mites will go away. Yeah, I don't think you'll have any issues. Yeah, I agree. I, we have some that are coming up from the last planting that we did. You know, you missed in the harvesting some of the smaller ones, and they're they're coming out beautifully right now. Right. Really good. My peas, the ones that the rabbits have not gotten to, are coming up very nicely. Mine haven't come up yet. We, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably have. Well, the rabbits probably no, got it's to fence. The rabbits too. can't get in there. Uh-huh. Uh, rats can, but no. Maybe but, the rats but, got. Yeah, to no. Them. We 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 planted a, a series of them and haven't they haven't popped up yet. Oh, the carrots came up, though. Carrots are popping up from seed. How long ago did you plant them? The, the carrots or the No, the peas. peas. Uh, going on 14 days, I think. Uh, I would submit to you, you have a problem. Oh, I, I, there's no doubt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> um, did, Getting you ready for another, did you soak the peas before planting? Them. Yep, yeah. I'll Getting ready something. for... I'll bet your ratones That happened. I, I actually witnessed that with some rats digging... With a with the trail camera again, a useful tool to figure out what you're what you're dealing with. Uh, but rats, little front paws digging and pulling up some of the seeds. Front paws. Well, you call them front feet. Well, I think rats have feet. I don't think they have. Paws, I call them but paws, I'm not sure. but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Nor nor do I care. Well, I I agree with Mark. Either way, the but appendages on I, the front. Yeah. I should know, or should care, but that's okay know. that you don't care. I how. Often do I have conversations where other people just don't care? I mean, good point. Welcome to, yeah. Let's go with how many times you have conversations with people that care. That'd be easier to count. Yeah, it would be. (laughs) Thank you. I I appreciate that, George. You know, I expect that from Ken, who's not here, and I expect that from Mark. I do not expect Uh, that from you. You're going to get it. You know, we're just doing this. We're kind of joshing for all you people for the that didn't get to have that family time, that didn't get to <laughs> this experience is the si- sibling this. things going so on. So we're just right. going to have this here for you, so that you can have that special Thanksgiving feeling, if you were <laughs> unable to participate in directly. How about the uh, the fruit trees? Oh yeah, we've got fruit trees in. Yes, I was, I was going to say my, the loquat. Our loquat is full of flowers and incredibly fragrant right now. Yeah, mine too. I, that, well, I don't know about the fragrance. I haven't gone over to smell it, but it's, it I is. love this. It I come love to you. Yeah, I love the smell of those trees. Uh, it's kind of funny though, as I think about that. What do we have pictures of from your trail camera? Oh, the video we have posted on our Facebook page. Yeah, the, uh, the again coyotes hind legs pulling loquats out of the tree. I, that still amazes me. Yeah. I would have never. Again, I thought it, I thought it was for those who've never heard the story. I thought it was um, raccoons, raccoons were in my um, loquat tree because the branches all seemed to be, you know, kind of weighted down. They looked like somebody was sleeping in them. And um, I set up a trail camera. I was not. <laughs> I set up a trail camera, and and coyotes were coming down nightly, getting on their hind legs and just pulling with a lot of uh, energy, pulling pulling loquats out of the tree. And breaking branches. And too, breaking right? branches as well, right? Same thing on the mulberry, br- breaking branches. You know, when customers would come in, if anybody had a broken branch on a loquat tree, I would never suspect, oh, it's probably coyotes until we have the video evidence. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. Yeah. And on your other fruit too, right? Mulberries in particular. I had more broken branches on the mulberries because they, they they're not delicate eaters. They don't just grab the little mulberry. They grab yeah. that whole section of branch and pull. I can't believe they like well mulberry. I do like I like, like mulberries, food. but yeah, yeah. you know when I'm out hiking and I do my scat inspections, I see all sorts of different kinds of seeds. Do you bring, you bring gloves to? Well, I don't touch it. I oh, look at oh, it. Oh, you get sticks. It's an and inspection poke it. with oh, my okay. eyes. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. 
It's a visual inspection. A oh, visual okay. inspection. Thank you. And not a hands-on. Not a hands-on inspection. <laughs> and I rarely taste it, but it's a visual inspection. And there's all sorts of different seeds and right. nuts and frequently palms. But I would, and, and I've seen loquat seeds in it before, but I never suspected that they would climb up into the tree to go after it, that they, uh, well, with the persimmons. I think, I, I think when we did the post for the, fa- for the Facebook page for the nursery with the, lo- with the, uh, the coyotes, the video of them eating the loquats, I, I went to the IPM and listed There's like 15 or 16 common uh, fruit and nut trees that coyotes particularly like. I mean, they're, they're scavengers, they're omnivores, they'll eat anything, but they particularly like, and loquats are one of them. For those of you who can't tell, I'm just shaking my head at George, kind of in amazement and disbelief all at the same time. And <laughs> Which is, is not abnormal at all. It's a pretty common uh, reaction when oh. I'm speaking. You look at me and shake your head in disbelief. That's another thing people don't normally say to me. It's not abnormal at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear that very often. If you want to give us a call, the phone number is 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. I guess we'll just go up to the end of the show when they we can't take the calls again just for fun. Do you remember, well, it's been a while, but Ken had mentioned the Seven Bridges hike and then all the plants that you can see in, in the local gardens. I do remember I, that. We did that hike uh, last Sunday for the first time, and it was actually very, very good. It's about a six-mile hike, and you do, I mean, there's a lot of uh, old San Diego gardens, people's homes, you know, well-maintained, well-landscaped. Where, where is the start and or end? Or well, because it's a six-mile loop, you can start anywhere. Uh, we chose to start in Balboa Park, uh, parked at the Reuben H. Fleet, and then walked towards the Rose Garden, but didn't go over that bridge knowing that that was the last bridge in the return. So we went around uh, the uh, Natural History Museum to that big Morton Bay fig, which is one of the starting points, and then walked across the 163 and, and snaked around. I almost now, got kicked out of my high school biology to summer school class for climbing that tree. Well, you can't right now anyway. But well, you could back then. Yeah, you could. I mean, when I first got here, you could as well, yeah. There's Please some. Uh, well, there's some, there's some uh, talk of them putting a, a raised platform around that so that people can view it more easily without damaging the roots and such. They should. Right. So, so anyway, you, it's a six-mile loop. You end up going over uh, seven bridges, some that I didn't know existed. I, I knew of the suspe- suspension bridge down there, uh, and then some other old-looking bridges with big thrustles going on, you know, over uh, some canyons. Uh, the good thing for me was halfway through is a gluten-free bakery right on 4th, and not being able to eat gluten, it was a, a wonderful respite to stop. We had coffee and some really good gluten-free uh, Fattening things that I shouldn't have eaten, but uh, ate them anyway. Well, and then, you were in the middle of a six-mile hike. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And, then, and then made it back it to the Rose off. Garden. And what was interesting was when we got back, you know, coming along Park, um, getting into the Rose Garden, the roses are all in bloom still. It's gorgeous. The Rose Garden looks really nice. And for those of you who are stuck on the gluten-free thing and wondering if George really is ne- uh, in need of being gluten-free or just Yeah, yeah it's not a fad. Kind of- it's it's real with him. It's an anaphylactic reaction, a yeah. little bit different, right? I've tried yeah. to get rid of him a couple of times and offered him <laughs> baked goods, but he won't take them. Yeah. Um, but it was a good hike. And it was a good hike. You saw lots of foliage. You saw yeah. seven bridges. Did you see any scat? Not on that hike, no. Not that okay. I remember seeing. Okay. Yeah. And I wouldn't have inspected it anyway. No, but down there, but I'm keenly aware of it. Though. Yeah, you do have to. You know what? I take that back. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Never mind. I take. I withdraw the question. I withdraw the question. That's right. It wasn't so long ago we were steam cleaning down there. That's right. Yes, and, good uh, point. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. You know, yeah. normally I'm the guy that goes there. You, you did. You no, went there he again. Did. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. 
Okay. But you refreshed my, yes. Ugh. Yeah, thank you. Um, so the Seven Bridges is a nice six-mile, fairly oh, very easy, easy hike. Very easy. I mean, it's, a, it's a walk. It's a walk. There are a couple spots, you know, little uh, streets that incline a little bit, but nothing. It was a place a, to see some of the hidden gems about San Diego or something like that. Exactly. It was, it, was, it was well worth it. It was an enjoyable hike or walk. Well, you were showing me some of the pictures, and I recognized uh, some of the bridges. I'd never been across them. But I've recognized them from some of the neighborhoods that I've visited. Right, there's some nice old homes in there, some Victorian homes here and there, and, and again, some some pretty nice, nicely manicured front yards, and so it was it was it was pleasant in in all different respects. Well, thank you, and thanks, Mark, for yes, well, taking us to where David would go, but did not go this time. If you want to give us a call, the phone number is. You are listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and K-Praise. We're going to take one more break, and we'll be right back. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same. But it's... Coming back from the break now with a little Ricky Nelson. Still love Ricky Nelson. You are listening to Garden Talk on AM 1170 KCBQ and K-Praise. I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Uh, we did get a call. We did get a call. Actually, there's two calls coming up there. Oh, my goodness. Well, then let's head down to Chula Vista and say good morning to Alan. What did we mess up with this morning, Alan? Good morning, guys. You haven't, guys haven't yet, but I thought I'd call in. Just in case you think no one loved you, because Ken's not there. <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you. I was I was starting to worry about it, especially when Mark started to play me. Nope, nope, nope. nope. But yeah, I've been sitting here for forty minutes trying to figure out what can I ask those guys that they may not know. But uh, lots of things. I've got several, several twisted juniper trees that were planted too close to the foundation of our house by somebody before I moved here, and I'm going to have to have them taken out. And my tree guy. Um, said that if they cut them down about four inches below ground and then just cover them over with dirt, they won't grow back. And I wonder if that's true. Yes. Yes. Concur. Okay. We got the so trifecta. You don't, have to, worry, it, they, you don't they, have to worry about stump killer or anything like that no. on them? If Unless you want to plant something right there, I, I would just chop it down four inches below and... There is somewhere between little and no likelihood of it ever coming back again. And once it's chopped off, it's going to start to deteriorate and just mulch the soil for you. So I'd, I'd, I wouldn't worry about it at all. Why is that true with twisted junipers? But like pepper trees are, are notorious for that. If you have any roots left in the ground, that you get sprouts. Because peppers are notorious for that, and they have <laughs> and dormant, junipers are not. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean that's the, they have dormant buds along those areas and will throw out growth that the junipers do not. As a matter of fact, you just cut back branches on those twisted junipers. Frequently, they do not re-sprout like most plants will. So totally apples and oranges to make a a fruit 
metaphor? Peaches and oranges. Peaches, Peaches and oranges? Yeah. yeah. Pomegranates Just totally and different, Alan. That's why. They, peppers are notorious for that, and I would not tell you just to cut a pepper tree down to four inches and forget about it because it most likely will be a problem, but the juniper is uh, unlikely to be an issue. Um, I did want to ask you one more question quickly. Uh, there's one area where I may put in a sidewalk where one of the trees is. Um, is is it necessary to cut it down further than four inches to place you're going to put concrete over the top? Let me de- defer to my concrete man here, George Allman. As long as you have enough space between that root and where you're going to put the concrete, you'll be fine. So four or five inches so that the soil surface is going to be above it, the the bottom of the cement will be above the uh, the root. You'll be fine, or the stump. It, it won't grow back up into right. the concrete once it's been chopped down. So you just need to clear the way. Because um, George George is a good concrete man. Well, at least I've heard. Well, I've told. done I've done a lot. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's great. All righty, Alan. Thank you right. very much. Thank you, thank you, guys. Uh, let's head up to Carlsbad and talk to Karen, who went from gardening question to trees question. But the trees could be in the garden. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. How are you? Good so far. Good. Well, I have a mystery that I can't solve on my own, so I'm hoping you will. You should have called George Norrie. That's a different different show. show. (laughs) (laughs) Go go, go ahead. I have birch trees. I love them, but uh, they seem to do well for me for about five to ten years and then die. I'm not sure if it's the area, if my watering and weather conditions are wrong, or what's happening. Any suggestions or insights? It's it, most likely it's going to be water over time. Um, okay. You, you want to make sure that those things get because they they like water. They're and, very thirsty. Trees. Right. You and, want to get the water down down to the root system. And if so. you're getting ten years, then what you may not perhaps you're not increasing the 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 amount of water needed for that plant as it matures. The, the basin needs to be a lot larger around the uh, the base of that tree. Well, that might be it. I actually don't water them very often at all. Yeah, they, they love water. Yes, they do. Okay. And if they don't get okay. it, they're going to decline and die pretty quickly. Yeah, they're going to do exactly what you're telling us they're doing. No, we didn't okay. need George Norrie. No. We or needed Art George Bell. Allman. <laughs> or Art Bell. Thank you, guys. All righty. Karen, thanks for giving us a call. I, I really like white birch trees. I do, too. I do, too. In the right area, they're beautiful. They're, they're pretty trees. And yeah. my, my daughter wanted white birch trunks because she likes to decorate with them. I remember her taking some white birch wood back to Tucson to for the sisters or something. And Anyway, um, they make a beautiful, beautiful tree. And I actually have not croaked one of my white birches yet, but it's just over the bank below the lawn. So it gets a little so excess a little, runoff? Yeah, I, I assume so, because right. all the rest of them have croaked from, guess what? Well, the same problem Karen had, I would assume. Lack of water. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, uh, I, I don't do that. And I'm guessing they may have tapped into the septic system, because I don't water the lawn that much either. So, Well, it's <laughs> it getting something be. somewhere, yeah. It's getting, they're, they're getting their water. They they make a beautiful upright and they're narrow, and you get to rake your leaves that you. They, so they, they look nice with um, uh, underlighting as well. Some lights on those white birch at night. Pretty trees, but they need water. Yeah. Do you have have you had any white birch in your? I haven't. I had a neighbor uh, when I lived in PQ that had one, and it it, it Did lasted. They take care of it. 
It, he did in the beginning, and then as he was getting ready to sell the house, he kind of started neglecting it a bit. Just, and it just, just when it needed, when it needed yeah, it the exactly. most, yeah, it just started to decline. You do not have any white birches. In no, house. no. Have you ever had white birch? Never. I uh, drive by them over, you know, in Claremont, and there's some beautiful trees. But yeah, so funny white birch story. Back in the day when I used to do that TV show, they had an artist that was. We each, when we got there, had to draw a picture. And the person whose picture was the worst was going to win a session with the artist to learn how to draw. And my drawing was of a deciduous white birch. With no leaves a, on it? So just, <laughs> which was a stick yeah. with some sticks off of it. And I won hands down. Clearly. With the worst picture ever. And I, I won a, a session with an artist to make me able to draw. And, and do you know what I did with that, George? Probably, what, absolutely probably nothing. Three eight bad. You you learned how to draw. No, you, oh. I won the contest. I received. Oh, I and see. I never, and you never you never went. You never set up an appointment. And, you never scheduled anything. And I can still not draw to this day. Well, my my guess though is that the people that were in the contest with you didn't know what a white birch looked like when it was deciduous. Because well, my guess you're drunk. It was probably supposed, pretty it good. It was supposed to be anonymous, and then. I remember Artie Ojeda laughing at me out loud. This must be David. Uh, deciduous white birch, because nobody knows what a, nobody would have said deciduous white birch other True than that, David. But, but it was probably a pretty good picture, because it can't be that difficult no, to draw. Probably not. Well, yeah, stick people, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I can I can do the stick families on the back of people's windshield, uh, or oh, not windshields, yeah, on the too. back of their cars. But yes, that's it. The windows, it was, yes. It was awful. Um, we don't get deciduous white birches with our bare root fruit tree or with the bare root trees anymore but yeah we used to do that a couple, you know, for a while but, but we don't sell i mean i couldn't tell you the last time i sold a white birch to be yeah, honest with you oh, you could tell us we work with you mark well, Go ahead. i mean i no, i, I just couldn't tell oh okay oh trust me <laughs> my father's <laughs> a doctor <laughs> Um, I, we get requests for it every, on occasion, but I, I still—it's a beautiful tree. If I if it. I had a location, if we had a location where there was enough water, you know, natural water, or, or a spot where everything ran off to, I would put one in because they're very handsome. They're gorgeous. Okay, I just got a text with a question. Somebody didn't want to call, and the question is, what's wrong with my lemon tree? Well, I would think most likely, Mister Villarino, that you're not taking proper care of it, and if I know you. I would say water would be the first culprit, and uh, probably he, he has he, bugs on his. I'd say scale. Well. Scale seems to be very prevalent right now. Yeah, I'm Tim, Tim doesn't like the water. Uh, last time he. That's why your friends me, probably. It was pictures of his <laughs> avocado <laughs> tree, which probably got frosted last da- night. Dave is his mentor. Yeah. So. <laughs> here's Dave, how you Dave take. Dave is mental. Is that what? <laughs> no, no. I said here's mentor. how you take care of tree. This, this is how I do it, and I am a professional. So yes. you do the same thing, and you'll have the same results I have. And when we're not expecting frost, Tim, give it a. A spray of some horticultural oil because there's probably scale and some other insects on there causing it damage that you aren't even thinking about or looking at. So water it more, spray it with horticultural oil, and uh, feed give it, it some food. Next, feed give it. it some food. That's it. All right. I believe, ladies and gentlemen, that just about does it for Garden Talk this week. We have Auto Talk coming up, and then the Wilsey Boys after that. Have a great weekend, everybody. Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. 
Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.